0: with the bases loaded and one out oh my god deep to right field way up there
1: going on, everybody? We are live with Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 159. Kyle Bennett, Matt Castorino, live from Underground Studios. As always, show presented to you by Main Auto LLC, Douche Arms Pro Foot, Security 21, uh, Wayne, or Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. What's going on, man?
0: Just living the dream, you know? And
1: uh, we're all living in a dream right now because the Phillies swept the Cubs, arguably two of their biggest wins of the season, and uh, Bryce Harper went boom to capitalize on a six-run ninth inning and give us one of the most memorable moments from this 2019 Phillies team the other night. And then they went and beat the Padres last night in a game where they usually wouldn't have won that game because it was 5 nothing. then it's 5-3, and you're like, oh boy, here we go again. And Bryce Harper, three-run home run to left field. And they're on a four-game winning streak, tying their longest win streak of the season.
0: Yeah, like, they're making every effort to get me to, like, <laughs> care again with my whole heart. And they're at, like, they're at, like 70% at the moment. Um, I don't want to be, like, pessimistic, but, like, I, I don't believe it just yet. Like, <laughs> we did all this just to get back as a tie in the wild card. like with the you Cubs. Just, with the Cubs. Like, you just think of this past week. And, yes, it's been amazing. The, the Grand Slam was, like, that was one of the best, not even just, like, Phillies moments. Like, that's going to make, like, best Philly, like, sports moments, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of this year. Like, just awesome. The call was great. Just, like, the moment. They were in the Powder Blues, which was awesome as well. Um, good beating up on the Cubs. And that was so typical. It was, like, so typical Phillies in, like, this. They shouldn't be, like, having this yep. moment because... When do we ever have that everyone? Form? If everyone was kind of ready to like check out on this team, it's like, no, we're just going to sweep like a, a wild card rival and uh, a team at the moment that at that time was leading their division, yeah. And the Cubs also, like, on the road are the worst team in yeah. baseball, so <laughs> very, very typical of them to just like choke a lead in the ninth. Um, yeah, it's like it's it's obviously amazing, right? Like, it feels great to be like back winning and. Be back in a position where like the wild card is actually feasible, but at the same time, like I I've seen this story. Um, Phillies have not won more than four in a row this season. They're they're right at four now. Do I believe that they're going to go streak? <laughs> no, <laughs> like I just don't. I I I have really no faith in this team. I'm sorry, like I just still have no confidence in them to actually be consistent because everything we've seen since <clears throat> since Memorial Day, honestly. Has been just a wildly inconsistent team <laughs> that can't string it together for more than a week, and I feel like next week we're gonna be talking about how like wow, that Padres series really took a turn, huh? Like, we got Velasquez pitching tonight, right? Like he pitched last night. Last night, sorry. Um, we got uh, Zach Eflin on the mound tonight. Sick. <laughs> there it is. That's why. That's why we don't win more than four straight games. <laughs> just it's just you know, obviously like. Again, like I said, Harper moment was awesome. Like four straight is great. You know, like you're making these good strides, and yeah, everyone feels great about like Charlie Manuel, all this. But like I, I've just seen this story twenty times this season, and I'm just I'm not I'm not pushing my whole heart in just yet. They're gonna have to work for it. But I mean,
1: while I pull this, I agree with you. Like you need to show that consistency, and they need to go win today and prove that they can win five in a row, uh, for the first time all year. Which to think about that right now. As it's August 17th and they haven't won five games in a row is absolutely ridiculous.
0: Like, and you think of even, you know, we're not even a bad team, right? Like, we're still a team that's like contending for the wild card that is more than likely, unless something really disastrous happens this last month and a half, we're a team that's going to finish like pretty well above 500. Like, and you think again of how good the season started in that first like two months, it is mind blowing that we haven't, you know, and like, a 5 game winning streak really isn't that crazy, you know, like obviously baseball more than probably any other sport, you can just drop random games just, you know, due to variance and, you know, how much you're playing and traveling, but yeah, it, it is a little concerning mm-hmm. again and when you talk about consistency with this team it's like you can't string 5 wins <laughs> in a row. How am I supposed to believe it? Now if they do it, great, but like again, I you're you're winning 5 in a row just to get back in the wild card. And then it's, like, you know. Now, of course, you set yourself up well, like, with this August, like, we were talking about if you if you go, you know, above 500 in it, sort of misshapen with really, like, the worst series against the Giants. But, and that's that's the thing, too, is, like, literally last week, everyone was, like, <laughs> thinking about how pissed off we were about this. Day. Everyone, li- everyone, everyone was ready to just throw it in. Everyone was, like, you know what? Not really meant to be. Then Mally gets fired. It's, like, all right, cool, like, We'll have our Charlie Manuel like Reunion. Remember when Charlie Manuel's our manager? <laughs> we'll have that nice like moment. I don't know. I I just don't think I, do- I don't see anything sustainable. I think we've seen <clears throat> what this team is, and that is just a Jekyll and Hyde team. And right now, depending on what which, which one you, version you like more, we're on a Hyde moment or a Jekyll moment. You know, like we're either I, I I would I would go with Hyde is probably the better like Jekyll's. Like more even keel, hot as like a lunatic, and that's how we're playing. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously it's great. I, I don't want to downplay how awesome it was and how great the moment was, and the whole day. Like, like I wasn't watching. I probably watched it eighty-seven times, mm-hmm. but it's still like in the back of my mind. So like, well, like, are we still really a good team though? No, <laughs> not really. But Bryce is killing it, which yeah. is amazing. Uh, so here is the home run call. Two with the bases loaded and one out. Oh, my God! Deep to right field! Way up there! Arguably one of the best Tom McCarthy calls we've ever had. You know what's funny, too? It's like everyone talks about how he isn't a good commentator, which I don't agree with. Yeah. Everyone talks about how he isn't a good commentator. Like That was an amazing call. Absolutely. Like, Kruk's like, oh, my God! <laughs> the, oh my you God can tell Kruk was, was, like, knuckles deep in, like, a pizza crust. <laughs> 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 That's why he couldn't talk the rest of the clip because he was trying to not choke on whatever it was he was eating at the
1: time. The the Kruk oh, my God on loop. People making beats out of the oh my god, uh, lining it up with a tribe called Quest, like it was just unbelievable. Um, Bryce's wife Kayla tweeted, uh, "I've never seen him, you know, Grinch step like that, and it's something I never thought I needed in my life before." Um, Same. And then we saw the uh, the emergence of these these duck hats, and last night it continued because yeah. Vince Velasquez had a turkey hat on. Uh, I did find the website where it's, it's just a hunting website. Um, but I mean, whatever, you, you know, bamboo, duck hats, have fun. That's, that's honestly what we've seen this team do these past few games is like, they look like a giant weight was lifted off of their shoulders, whether that was John Maley being fired and like less information being spewed at them and it's Charlie Manuel just like, Go out there and hit, son. Just hold your butt. <laughs> <laughs> like they just look like they're having fun and playing the way that we expected them to since that first series of the season. Like this is what this team is right now. Sure,
0: <laughs> I don't, I don't like disagree, but like I just, I just don't buy it. <laughs> I'm just not buying in. You know, like I'm happy to sit along for the ride and watch and enjoy, but. Again, I, we've just been burned so many times this year with this team, and it's never been quite like as exciting as this past week was. But really, out like truly speaking, outside of the the Harper like Grand Slam to win it, this wasn't like a remarkable like week. We weren't. I don't know. I, outside of that, even in that game, we weren't fantastic. Like we mm-hmm. got, like, we scored all of our runs in the ninth inning. You know, like we were pretty bad up to that point. You know, it's just the fact that the Cubs like have this tendency to self implode on on you know on a, on the road. That that's how we got there. And I think you know I was at the game on Tuesday. I Think the rain delay benefited a little bit, and like you know the fact that I don't know. Like I, I we didn't play like amazing baseball. Like we're not playing like unbelievable stuff. I would say the only person that's playing well is Bryce, you know, like mm-hmm. some of the rotational guys that have come through, like Bamboo, Brad, like he's been pretty good this week. But I, I'm not seeing anything that I'm like, wow, like this team is made. And the Padres. JT, are, though, has JT, really stepped up. JT has definitely been playing well. And, you know, this is the JT offensively that the Phillies thought they were trading for. But you're also playing the Padres now, just like pretty average team so like even if you win this series against the Padres it's not like wow that's like that's like a statement win right there. and it's just like okay like we should be beating the Padres you know like obviously sweeping the Cubs is impressive but like we've also been swept by plenty of other teams like I don't know I, I I just think you know everyone should kind of wait and see here if, if we're like sitting here next week and we've only lost like one or two games then sure like let's I'm I'm back in the wagon but you know I'll see if we can win five straight before I like really start like investing my life again into this team.
1: Yeah. Uh, And Bryce Harper, uh, this is from just somebody on Twitter uh, today, this morning Bryce Harper now on pace for 35 home runs, 121 RBIs and an OPS up to uh, 872. I mean, that's right around where we thought we were going to get from him and, You know, he's boosted those stats tremendously this week. Um, You know, going back to his two home run game against the Giants and then just what he did against the Cubs. And then last night, uh, he's got 26 home runs on the season now. No doubt in my mind that he'll reach 30 and could push for 35 or more. Um, But I think the RBIs is what stands out to me. Is, you know, RBI is a, a quote unquote flawed statistic or whatever, but he's driving in runs and we've talked about that for like about a month and a half now that when Bryce has guys on base he's one of the best hitters in baseball yeah
0: and that's that's been like his his hallmark this season has been the clutch hitting and you know it, it has felt like a lot when we need need that big moment he's been stepping up you know I think generally speaking you know he hasn't like is it wowed you this year? I know it feels stupid to say, like off of this past week that he's had. Really, like two weeks. Even the Giants Series, like he had that great, uh, that great moment where the fan was chirping to him, and he hits. I actually saw too that someone uh, was chirping to him before he hit the grand mm-hmm. slam as well. Someone just talk about like the three hundred thirty million. You which... Told him to shut the <laughs> f up. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, like how exhausting is that conversation? Yeah. It's just unbelievable. But you know. I, I do think he's been really good this season. and But it's kind of been, you've been let down by everyone else for the most part. You know, Reese especially, I think, has still not looked really that amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had these, like, purple patches where, yeah, like, this is the Reese, like you said, that we were kind of expecting and that we all wanted to see. But I haven't really seen him sustain, you know, a- any type of performance. And he's kind of at the level now, too, where you need him to, mm-hmm. you know, it's last year, right, like Reese, like, Still pretty fresh and someone that you, you know, was kind of like asked to do a lot. You're okay with him, like having these kind of these struggling, you know, weeks and series and stuff like that. But, you know, when you're making that transition to a, a competitive, you know, a, a team that's focused now on getting to the playoffs and then next year should be focused on winning a World Series, you can't really afford to have one of your stars that just goes, just frankly, goes missing, you know, mm-hmm. which, which Reese does. Um, so hopefully, you know, over this offseason that's something he's able to to work on and and focus through but yeah you know like bryce i think has been really great this season i i i honestly think you know objectively you know you would say that and obviously again with his big price tag and it's weird like he does stuff like that grand slam and the stuff you know against the giants and last night and still like every reply from like other fans is always about like how overrated he is but like I don't know. I, I don't think he's even overrated. Yeah. I think I think he's just like a really popular like face of like the yeah. of baseball, which people should be happy about. Like you know, you should be happy that like people are interacting with social media on baseball because I can't think of another superstar, and he's a superstar, that gets like the kind of social media mm-hmm. traction. And like that's obviously not the best way to like gauge a player, but like right. in a sport that needs people to care, especially when you consider how long the season is, that it's. You know, with like our generation and lower, it's not a sport that's like really like in like the front mm-hmm. line. Like a lot of people like our age and, and younger are really focused on like the NBA. The NFL is still like a powerhouse. You know, in a sport where you need like people to care about yeah. it and people like to interact with on Twitter, that's just frankly, th- that's just how the the world works now. You need clicks. Mm-hmm. Like Bryce Harper is like I can't uh, even like even like Mike Trout right like one of the best players of all time already, yeah. you know, isn't someone that – and he's not really, like, an outward person either. Like, he's not, like, a super – That's early. not how he goes about it, but, but you need the guy – like, Jack Fitz... Even Bryce is – I wouldn't say he's, like, super, like, social, right? Like, yeah. he's not someone that's on Twitter all the time, but it's just, like, his moments his and, his, and his demeanor is, like, something that, that people traction. gravitate to. And, like, you look at, like, the MLB, like, tweets, people were complaining that they tweeted about him online. Yeah. Hey, what else are you going to tweet about? It's August. Like, there's just right. – you know, it's baseball, right? Like, there's not exciting moments every single night. Two, it's one of the biggest moments of the season. And three, you tweet, you just tweet anything about Bryce Harper, and you're guaranteed at least 20 mentions. Half yeah. of them are just, oh, he's overrated. Ah.
1: <laughs> um, but I think, you know, after that Giants game, Jack Fritz put it best, and I think we talked about it a little bit on the show too. Baseball needs that villain, quote-unquote, character, and Bryce is the guy that can do that. You know, he's the guy that's going to interact with fans at games and stuff like that. Tell them to, you know, shut the hell up and, you know, point at them when he hits a home run after they heckle him. They need Bryce to become that villain character that he was, you know, when the Nationals were on their little playoff run. But it wasn't to the the magnitude it was because the Nationals are not as big a market as the Phillies are.
0: Yeah, and, you know, D.C. sports always struggle with... That like just the nature of where like that market is and that city is like a very transient mm-hmm. city, so you have people from literally all over the country and the world coming there. So it's like hard to build that really unique like you know home home advantage that you have. But yeah, I, I think he's been electric this season. And again, you know he's going to have his detractors like forever. But I don't know. You know he he produces just frankly great content, which again baseball needs. Like you just think of. Like, who would, you, who would you even say, like, at, again, like, if you just... Major League Baseball throws up a tweet about, who gets more interaction on that tweet? Like, even close. I can't even think of, like, other sports figures yeah. that get the kind of interaction that Bryce gets. Like, I'm talking, like, NFL now, NBA. the NBA, honestly, it's like, you know, you pick, like, the five, like, superstars. Like, LeBron, Katie, Steph, like... Embiid. Embiid, like, would get, like, clicks like that, but... you Russell, know Russell Westbrook. Yeah, maybe, but, like... I, can't, I definitely can't think of another baseball player that gets any – really in my – outside of, like, Alex Rodriguez, is mm-hmm. the only other G- player that I think was kind of, like, universally either, like, you know, the people that had him on his team loved him and everyone else just mm-hmm. kind of hated him. And anytime his name is brought up in conversation, same argument, honestly, about him either being overpaid or overrated yep. or with A-Rod especially. It was, like, the Royd stuff and, like – you need that, though. Like, you need that in, in a sport, again, mm-hmm. that is, like, trying to continue to capture, like, the imagination and just the, the money from from the younger generation. You need, like, a dude that when you, like, post him on Twitter, like, people are, like, ready to talk about and, mm-hmm. and ready to and can produce moments like we had this week. Yeah, and, you know, um, he's been
1: doing that now. You know, I think eight games now, he's had six or seven home runs. He's just, he's on fire. And when he's on fire, people are going to come out of the woodwork to either bash him because he's not living up to well, par. Well, you
0: know, he's tied for 40th
1: in home runs, Kyle. Yeah, exactly. Or people are going to come and back him like we do because he's a damn good player and he's performing the way we expect him to. Um, so, I mean, baseball needs that villain. It's got to be Bryce Harper because he's got that demeanor about him. And he's just going to go out there every single day, whether he goes 0 or is hitting home runs and on this streak that he's on right now, he's going to go out there and
0: give it 110%. And, I mean, what's impressive about Bryce, you just look at his entire career. Like, he was, you know, I think LeBron is actually a pretty fair comparison in the sense of, like, scrutiny. Not in mm-hmm. LeBron is you know, one, it might be the best player all the time. Bryce was not in that conversation. Um, but, you know, they were both kind of gilded as, like, 15-, 16-year-olds to be the next big thing. And you see that a lot with tons of players, right? Like, especially in the time that they grew up where you had, like, you know, magazine and print was a lot more common. So you had these, like, big pieces about, like, players and that you may not have heard of because you didn't have Twitter to be, like, scouting, you know, random you know, junior college guys that you never heard of. Um, you know, like, they were branded at such a young age about being, like, the next big thing, and they've actually lived up to that. And, again, LeBron definitely more so. I'm not comparing their talent level, you know, respective of their sport. But, you know, Bryce just has been able to handle that pressure his entire career. So, like, again, I, I don't think a fan chirping to him is really even phasing him. I think he I think he just likes being a bit of a prick sometimes mm-hmm. and just, like, you know. And I'm sure it even gets annoying, you know, you hear someone calling you out at the game. Just like, all right, well, you paid, like, $200. The one guy was, like, sitting down. I was like, well, you yeah. paid, like, $200 to sit in those seats. So, like, who's... T-? He's a real... Who's the idiot here? <laughs> um, I was, that's like Bryce Harper's, like, toilet paper is, like, yeah. $100 bills. and like That's, like, half your paycheck. So I was watching
1: MLB Network yesterday, and Joel Sherman uh, brought up, I think, a pretty interesting point. Um, he said, you know, outside of 2015 when Bryce Harper won the MVP and everything, his career is parallel in the NBA to Dominique Wilkins. Where Dominique had like a couple dominant seasons and then was just like a human highlight reel. And that's pretty much what Bryce is. You know, he has those highlight moments and then can go on these tears that elevate him to that elite, you know, stratosphere. But he's what Major League Baseball
0: needs in terms of the highlights, like Dominique was in the NBA. Yeah, and I I think he wouldn't be on that too if you extend that further. Like, Dominique Wilkins wasn't a guy that you were winning a championship alone with, like, mm-hmm. where, like, you needed to build around him. Bryce is certainly a player that's capable of, you know, he can't be the only player, of course, and I, we've seen this with the Nationals, where, like, he was really the leading guy for so long. He can't be the only one, of course, but if you build around him comfortably, like, you can have a, a team that can win a World Series, just frankly. So, yeah, I, I think that's that's a pretty nice comparison, and it's, it, like I said, it's just nice to see him, you know, really through the course of this year, what well, it was it's a difficult year to like transition into a new team and have like everything about your price tag on you like that has to be exhausting and um, you know like a personal, life. <laughs> personal yeah, personal life too like a big like change in your life with your your wife being pregnant like that's you know just extra stress so yeah I mean I think he's responded well to all of it um, he is like a great panderer, so he's always going to be like loved in Philly for that reason alone but yeah I. I think he's always going to draw more criticism than he deserves. But at the same time, like, like you said, I think baseball does, they need guys like that. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you literally cannot name to me another player that is even, even on the same remote level to him in terms of, again, just like engagement from everyone, not even just Phillies fans from everyone. You you cannot send out a tweet. If you're major league baseball about any other player besides like maybe trout, maybe like Mookie Betts, Like, but that was more mm-hmm. like I, this year, like red Sox in general kind of lower, um, you know, maybe, like, Aaron Judge, but he doesn't yeah. seem to have, like, the... Like, I don't really feel any type of way about Aaron Judge, mm-hmm. and he's a Yankees player. Like, typically, like, pretty easy people yeah. to hate. You know, like, I don't know. Like, no one else really has the pool that Bryce Harper does. And sure, he's not, like, top five player in the league, but, you know, do you, like... I don't think we were under any face al- of your league. I don't think we were under any illusions either that when we signed him, like, oh, he's the best player in baseball, yeah. or he can, be, like, sure, like in moments he can be one of the best players in baseball. But like, I've never expected him to be like, you know, one A, one B at the top. You know, like, mm-hmm. I've, I've always kind of expected him to be around at the top ten mark, and that's good enough. Yeah, if you have a top ten player on your team, you are
1: doing something right. Um, one thing I brought up too last night on Twitter after the the Phillies won and got into that tie with the Cubs is uh, something I don't think we've talked enough about with the potential of it happening. Um, If the Phillies are in the wild card game, it's most likely going to be against the Nationals. Um, So Bryce Harper would have a chance to win his first quote-unquote playoff series against his former team and possibly in D.C.,
0: could you script it any better that would be pretty poetic <laughs> or alternatively and this is the negative in me um we get there and we lose to the nationals <laughs> and we hear about it all winter about how bryce showed <laughs> oh, your god please and, no <laughs> <laughs> and it's a divisional rival so we will literally never forget it that's uh, that's also the the, the universe that's that we a universe that in. i do not want to live in yeah. um but i mean it, it,
1: you can't script that any better. You know, if the Phillies play the Nationals, the Nationals in their existence have never won a playoff series. Yeah, just keep bringing up more, dude,
0: that they've never won one against (laughs) (laughs) it.
1: And I mean, for what it's worth, the Phillies have never been a wild card in their entire existence since 1883. They've never been a wild card before.
0: Hey, All in or all out, that's the way we play. um, That was a little interesting, and the Phillies did
1: make some roster adjustments uh, this week, a couple days ago. They signed uh, Jared Hughes, they claimed him off waivers from the Reds uh, to make room for him. Edibright Ramos been placed on the sixty-day injured list, uh, so the Phillies absorb absorb like roughly five hundred thirty-one thousand dollars still owed to Hughes uh, for the remainder of the season, and then uh, he has a club option next year for three million or a two hundred fifty thousand dollars buyout. Uh, this guy last year he debuted uh, with a one nine four ERA in 78 and two-thirds innings. Uh, but in 2019 this year, posts, he's posting a four-one-zero ERA, 6.3 case per nine, and a 1.79 uh, strikeouts to so, walk what, he's rate. like our third-best pitcher then? <laughs> like. And for what it's worth, Jack Fritz also brought this up on the High Hopes podcast. He had one outing that he gave up six earned runs. So as a reliever, that's going to inflate your ERA exponentially. But, I mean, this could be... You know, going into uh, July twenty fourth, he had a two eight eight ERA. So, this could be one of those signings that's under the radar that could potentially help for the remainder of this season, and then go into next season only owing him three million dollars. So,
0: yeah, type of moves we wanted to make where it's you know, low risk, you know, potentially high reward, then see where it goes. Um, not again. My Phillies belief is just I'm just I'm just gonna wait. I'm gonna see how the rest of this week goes before I really I dive back in because I'm just not ready not ready to get hurt again I will take a
1: uh, a move like that though any day of the week because it's just gonna help and the Phillies need the bullpen help uh, and some other bullpen updates sir Anthony Dominguez is aiming for a in range of September 12th to 20th return so that could also be interesting you know if the uh, the the shots that he got from dr. James Andrews work like they did for Masahiro Tanaka that's a huge get for the Phillies bullpen to kind of go 1-2 with Hector Neres and Sir Anthony Dominguez at the back end of the bullpen down the stretch um, hopefully it works because I would rather not see Sir Anthony Dominguez have to go under the knife and miss all of 2020 as well um, but I mean hopefully the Phillies keep the momentum going shout out to the High Hopes guys they have their High Hopes night tonight at the ballpark so uh, make sure you go hang out with them at the Jetro lot and then during the game let them know we said what's up but Eagles preseason, game number two happened, Matt. It was a win, but Cody Kessler gets hurt, Uh, came down to Clayton Thorson, and I was like the stitch gif, just like pulling my eyes because I was terrified, but he didn't look terrible. There were some moments where he was a little bad, but I think it was mostly just nerves. Um, Eagles win that game as well, but this morning they reassured the fans that they are not going to go into preseason game number three with just Carson Wentz and Clayton Thorson Because they lured, one Josh McCown out of retirement, and he signed a one-year deal worth uh, $2 million guaranteed to come play for the Eagles. He's going to wear number 18 for his 18th season, and hopefully his daughter finds uh, some more friends so that they can add the two jerseys that were missing in the picture in 2016 and now his Eagles jersey.
0: There is no better, cushier job in the world. Well, that's not true. But there's really just no better job in sports than being, like, the backup quarterback or the yeah. third-string quarterback. Like, you have nothing to do. <laughs> you get – here's what you get. You get – for playing in the NFL, you get certain, like, union benefits like health care. And this this is stuff for, like, life as well. Yeah. Like, you know, you get certain, like, 401K retirement plans, which I'm sure is, like, top of the line, like, really great stuff. Uh, You get to just show up and work out. That's your job It's just working out. Um, I'm sure, you have sponsor deals somewhere. You, you could show up to the local like auto mall and be like, "Hey, uh, I'll do a commercial it, for you, and just give me a car." And they're like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> um, like, you just have it made. You get like all the food that comes with it, like free meals, like showing up, like have these awesome like nutrition plans for you, like stay in great shape, get paid two million dollars. <laughs> Which is probably more than ESPN was paying him. And just hang out. And then potentially even, too, like, you network a little bit and maybe you'll know, get your foot in the door as a coach somewhere. Yeah. What the hell?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he has a, a agreement with ESPN that once his contract's done, he gets to go back to ESPN. Good for him. He, that, that is the true American hustle right there. Um, so Josh McCown, a guy that I have always admired um, just for his longevity to play in the league uh is now a member of the philadelphia eagles fun fact he and doug peterson were playing quarterback at the same time at one point in the league um so that's also going to be interesting because now carson wentz has another you know veteran backup quarterback mind to just help him and a guy that's been around the league and has won games and god forbid you know you need mccown to play he's a guy that can win you a couple games because he's been a starter in this league and uh, he knows what it takes to win. So Josh McCown is now uh, a member of the Philadelphia Eagles, which also, in my mind, kind of makes you think that they don't have a lot of confidence in Nate Sudfeld. Well, who would? <laughs> I mean, but going into the season, to this preseason and everything, it was like, oh, Nate's the backup. He's, he's a guy we have faith in. You know, they put a second round tender on him as a restricted free agent. Um, then unfortunately he gets hurt so he's going to be out for you know two to three weeks of the regular season but I mean if they didn't like what they saw from him in that short limited time in the preseason and then in training camp or practice uh, that's a little concerning to me that they also didn't address the quarterback position fully in the offseason and thought Clayton Thorson could be a guy that would be fine as the third stringer and they didn't bring anybody else in really except for Cody Kessler who we all know is just bad um but i mean hey josh mccallum's here and i feel confident with him as the backup
0: yeah absolutely you know i just think the the worry is is you're like expecting carson wants to have a fully healthy year I don't, i don't like buy into, like his injury prone you yeah. know but at the same time like quarterback is just a position where you can be hurt and like you can miss a game or two um and someone that has had, like, the the bone injuries that he's had, that is, that's, it's a genuine worry, right? Mm-hmm. Again, it's not like he's, like, pulling his hamstring all the time and, like, he has this muscle issue, but. I blew out his knee. But you've you've just taken these, like, impact injuries and these ligament injuries, like, your chance of re-injuring is already, like, pretty high, especially when you play in a position like that. So, yeah, having him count as, like, your number two going into the year is not what you would call fantastic stuff, but, you know. That's just the way it goes, honestly. Yeah, and we look at the
1: box score uh, from Thursday night when the Eagles won 24-10 to 10 against the Jaguars. Uh, Clayton Thorson goes 16 for 26, 175 yards, a touchdown and interception. Way better than the way he looked uh, in Game 1 um, against the Titans. Cody Kessler goes 1 for 4 before getting knocked out with a concussion. And then Greg Ward, who is a converted quarterback to wide receiver, did throw one pass, went 0 for 1. Uh, the thing that I keep looking at too is Jordan Howard keeps playing late into the first quarter and they are saving miles Sanders uh you know for later in the game um that makes me think that Miles Sanders has
0: a real shot at being this team's number one running back yeah and I mean tough for Jordan Howard like you know you go from the bear situation where <laughs> you had you had quite a bit to deal with with Tariq Cohen and now you come here and he probably felt like a few months ago when he signs that he's like I'm pretty good. undisputed number one and now, you know, you have to deal with Miles Sanders who seems like he could be a pretty breakout rookie for the Eagles, which exciting for us, but for Jordan Howard, maybe not the
1: best. Yeah. Um so I mean I'm sure Jordan Howard's gonna, you know, try to enjoy his one year here and then he'll go elsewhere, um, to become a starter, hopefully. But I mean the depth that this team has, just looking overall, you know, you had like five running backs play on Thursday night, you look at the receiving core, um, you know, you've got numbers on numbers across the board here. And then defensively, a guy that's like, just absolutely tearing it up this preseason is Deshaun Hall, uh, continues to just get after the quarterback, get sacks. And I think he is on the fast track to making this team as a, a member of this defensive line and to have him, you know, playing the way he is. He looks very promising. If, if, any of the defensive line guys have to go down or if you want to throw him into the rotation for Jim Schwartz, that's something that I've been looking at and each week, you know, for these first two games he has continually looked good and he just continues to get pressure and that's something you want to see from some of these guys that are fringe guys and they want to make themselves stand out from the pack and, you know, really solidify a roster spot and that's what preseason's all about. Yeah, um, here's open right? And I mean, one thing that I was listening to on a our buddies over at the Go Birds pod, make preseason cheaper. You know, for for the fans and everything. You don't want to go out and watch Cody Kessler and Clayton Thorson and guys like that play and paying, you know, this top dollar. Make preseason games, you know, like ten, fifteen bucks and make it kind of more more or less like a scrimmage. Like protect the quarterbacks because that seems to be you know, a league-wide thing where quarterbacks keep going down. If you have to, just put the red jerseys on it and make it kind of like these joint scrimmages that teams are having you know, throughout the week during practice and everything. The Eagles will have one of those this week with the Ravens, so it'll be more enjoyable, too, for the fans because you can interact more, and uh, I think that's definitely something that should be accounted for is just make the preseason a lot more affordable for fans to go in and
0: watch a lesser product. Yeah, you're already getting, you know, just worse players, worst team out there, so it does make sense, and, you know, you you generally fill the stadium, but, I mean, if, if tickets were even cut by, like, a quarter, you'd probably get, you know, full capacity every night, and, yeah, it's a, it's a fun day out for, like, the families and everything, because regular season football is pretty expensive to go to, you know, you're talking, like, $200 a ticket, and that's that's pretty steep for anyone, honestly, um, so, yeah, it would be nice to see that, but ultimately can't see the NFL doing something yeah, like, that. Absolutely like no. their their interest is always money. Um, and I
1: think that's more or less up to the teams too because it's it's their stadium so they kind of set the bar for it. Um, but I mean, you can't get rid of the preseason even as as how bad it's been watching some of these games because it is that kind of, you know, one route that a lot of these guys like Deshaun Hall or uh, you know, Boston Scott or you know, Mark and Michelle have to making an NFL roster, so you can't necessarily get rid of the games, but make it more accessible for the fans and don't
0: charge you know fifty, sixty, seventy dollars for somebody to go watch a diluted product. Yeah, what's crazy about that is you could, and obviously again it's it's different, right? It's mm-hmm. a different league and all that, but you could go see a Sixers game for like forty bucks, yeah. and the Sixers are like last season we were championship. I don't know what the prices are gonna be this year, yeah. probably a little bit more, but you know, like you just think of the difference between and this is a preseason game, mm-hmm. right? And you know, it's hot. You're like baking, even when it's, you know, the sun's down, like it's not not great. You know, i we, having, we like, got a,
1: affordable playoff tickets this year yeah. for the Sixers. Like
0: and it was just boom, easy done. But like, you know, yeah, it, and, and again you're seeing like the starters depending on the preseason game for like a drive. <laughs> like <laughs> that that's if you're lucky, so yeah I, I i see the argument there but it's just never going to happen with the yeah. nfl it's just always like that it's they have such a uh stranglehold on like the common fan as it is so yeah so we'll see i mean
1: hopefully the league listens to um the fans on this but one thing with the nfl updated news is that uh you know, this whole thing with Rock Nation becoming, uh, you know, a partner with the NFL. Now it's coming out that Jay-Z is going to become a part owner of an NFL team. Um, what team that is, we don't know yet, but uh, my buddy Cam De Silva, who writes for the USA Today Rams Wire, brought up a good point that last year Jay-Z was uh, at a couple Rams games, and a few years ago he was also in the locker room when the Rams were in St. Louis, uh rams owner is getting a little bit older not a lot of people like him either for moving the team to la um it would be interesting to see jay-z take control of the los angeles rams especially right before they move into that new
0: stadium yeah i mean it's definitely uh an interesting prospect is forgive me if i'm like not understanding this So like I thought that Jay-Z couldn't own teams, though, because of his association with Roc Nation, which is an agency. Yeah, um, I thought the same thing, too. Because he, he was a part owner of the Nets, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure, and had to sell when he started up Rock or when he became more involved. I don't know. It's all a little above me in terms yeah. of like you know business and legal jargon, but I was honestly under the impression that he would not be able to have it. Maybe that's changed. I don't know if he like relinquishes whatever... Holding he has at Rock Nation, who knows? But I feel like he's also like part of the allure of Rock Nation is that it's Jay Z like free and it's a great like agency now, but you know, like it's still like he's definitely one of the pools, right? Is that you know, you're kind of rubbing shoulders with Jay Z, which is awesome, yeah.
1: Um, so this is what uh TMZ sources say, like you said, can Jay manage players if he owns a team? Our sources make it clear, quote, Jay is not an NFL agent and does not take part in the operations of the NFL players in Rock Nation. Uh, so it looks like that's kind of where um, that comes into play um, outside of the NBA. Because I guess back then
0: he was taking part in I negotiations. Guess, but it's but uh, that still seems like a pretty gray area to me where yeah. it's like, well, he's still... Again, he's still like an owner of Rock Nation, right? Like he may yeah, not necessarily be like a sports agent, but like he has a vested interest in Rock
1: Nation's his company and then
0: Rock Nation sports agency is like a sublet yeah. of. So he has so, a financial interest in anyone being signed to those teams mm-hmm. of getting big contracts or like, you know, doing well. And if you're also the part owner of a team, like I I don't know. Yeah, like it, that just seems like agree a, a gray you. area to me and I'm not sure Listen, TMZ does some good stuff sometimes, but I'm not sure they, yeah. uh, I'm, they're my go-to for sports legality. <laughs> they, they were the ones that broke this story um, for what it's worth.
1: And uh, they said that sources connected to Jay-Z and with direct knowledge tell TMZ Sports that Jay is going to have a significant ownership interest in an NFL team um, and it is going to happen in the near future. So when well, that happens, Jay-Z. who knows? Uh, we'll see what that does for uh, the NFL with Jay-Z being involved uh, as an NFL owner. Um, But we have seen, you know, younger and more progressive owners come into the league, most notably last year with the Carolina Panthers, um, you know, getting a a new owner involved and uh, what he's wanted to do for the NFL community and just building up, you know, a much better presence with the Carolina Panthers than their previous owner had. So uh, we'll see what Jay-Z does for the NFL, but one thing that came up on Twitter too a couple days ago with the Sixers is Josh Richardson is looking for random people to challenge two rock-paper-scissors matchups. Um, I personally said he should go find Andrew McCutcheon and Dusty Woffin, but um, if you had to pick some people for Josh Richardson to uh, go head-to-head with in uh,
0: some rock-paper-scissors, who would you uh, put him up against? Me. Because uh, I'd like to play rock paper scissors against uh, Josh Richardson. That'd be cool. Um, Jesus, who who? What Philly athlete do you think would be good at rock paper scissors? It's That's, kind of a, it's kind of a crapshoot, right? Yeah. Like honestly, like it's all it's all the kind Outside of. of clutch.
1: I think it would be funny to see him go up against Gritty. Gritty would be cool. Um, Gritty also coming at the NHL on Twitter, saying uh, you know, he's going to do whatever he wants. <laughs> um, I think. It would be really fun to watch him go up against somebody on the Eagles'
0: like defense, like Fletcher Cox, or like a massive human. being. Yeah, Lane which again against Richardson would still be like pretty fairly like sized up because he's like what like six six yeah. six seven. So I could
1: see like Jason Peters just rolling up, sitting down in a chair, and be like, "All right, son, let's go." Yeah, that'd be
0: fun. Charlie Manuel. <laughs> yeah. Does Charlie Manuel even know? what... He's, he remembers when they used to actually play with rock paper <laughs> scissors. <laughs> What about Gabe? No, Gabe, 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 was, using... Gabe wastes no time with rock paper scissors. He is—he's a very strict schedule. He, he has no way of. Gabe it would out. dive into
1: the numbers of it though.
0: No, he's got to oil his body. He <laughs> does not have the time for that. Uh,
1: I definitely think Reese would get competitive with it though. Yeah, I think most—I think most people would get competitive, but yeah. Um, so yeah, Josh Richardson is looking for rock paper scissors uh, opponents. If you feel like you can uh, stand up to the test, go for it. Uh, we do have a birthday wish though, Matt, to uh, the agent of the Hive, Mike Scott's agent, Alexis Hutchinson. We want to wish you a happy birthday because you helped us get Mike Scott on the show, and uh, you know we appreciate everything you did for us, and we'll continue to do for us in the future as we're working side by side to uh, keep Mike coming on the show, uh, you know, as long as he is in Philadelphia and even beyond. So, happy birthday to the uh, the agent of the Hive and the rights to Ricky Sanchez uh, announced that Mike Scott will be. Their live Ricky Four guest at what is formerly known as the Electric Factory. Um, yeah. So, That's, I
0: hated when <laughs> they got rid of that. name. Me too. You know what's funny about that too is they got rid of the name and then they did like a poll online. Yeah. Stupid. Whoever like co-signed that idea was just an Dumb. absolute idiot because it was such a such a great name. It's perfect. It's like you cannot get a better name for like any venue in Philadelphia and especially like it's just. It fits for concerts, it getting, fits for like, everything. Everything. Like why would you get rid of such an awesome name? And then it's, it's such like a boiler, nation. It's such like a boilerplate like name now too. It's like, yeah. not, like Franklin Music Hall. Like cool. Like it's like that's like a cool name as well, but like it, doesn't it fit does the not hold a candle to the electric factory. Yeah. And it what was funny though was that they put a poll up online of like, oh what should we, you know, rename it? And everyone was like the electric Factory. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you get? Why would you it? get rid of it? <laughs> like, no, just go back to the old name. You had such a great name. Yep. Why would you get rid of this? So, screw
1: you, Live Nation. Um, but yeah, Mike Scott will be there. We might probably be there. Uh, I'm definitely going to try to get some tickets for us to uh, have an Underground Sports contingent there. So, cue the meme of the uh, two giant burly arms of the rights to Ricky Sanchez Underground Sports Philadelphia having Mike Scott on their podcast. Um, so we will keep you guys updated, letting you know if we will be at Live Rookie 4. We're trying our best to uh, be there, just depending on schedules and stuff like that. But seems like it's going to be a very, very fun time uh, with the Mike Scott Hive probably being in full force uh, at Live Rookie 4. So they're also in doing their, uh, their whole induction thing for uh, the Process Hall of Fame and everything, TJ McConnell being very uh involved with it too so it's gonna be a fun night there so we will definitely keep you posted about that and uh i think that's all we got for you guys herm is up in canada right now for all of our lacrosse people uh covering the pll so make sure you're following him on twitter at otb herm uh he's doing all the pll coverage for us this weekend took a nice long weekend trip up to hamilton Ontario, Canada, to uh, cover the league. Is that not where the
0: Arkells are from? It is.
1: And I told him, I was like, if Arkells was around, I would send them your way and send them to the uh, the stadium to uh, go hang out with you. But he's at Tim Hortons Field, so make sure you uh, follow that him. That is such a Canadian. It age. is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's where the, uh, the CFL team, the If it was like Cats the play. Tim Hortons Scotiabank Arena, like that would be... Uh, <laughs> literally every indoor arena in Canada is named after Scotiabank. It's Scotiabank Center, Arena, whatever it may be. There's the, uh, in Calgary, there's the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. Like, literally anything you can think of, Scotiabank or Tim Hortons has uh, the sponsorship I've never place. had a Tim
0: Hortons. Me either. I, I only know I've only ever like even seen one they're not really like that yeah, I think the, I think I one closest. in Ohio like, yeah. I never I've never even seen I think one, the like, closest
1: one to us is like in Allentown like Lehigh Valley um, don't find myself so. in uh, the old LV very often <laughs> I think that's the closest to us but uh, like I said make sure you're following Herm on Twitter at OTB Herm for all your PLL weekend updates uh, he's going to be there both days this weekend covering the league for us so uh, shout out to him hope he's enjoying the old Canadian uh brotherhood up there and uh as always show brought to you by main auto llc douche pro foot security 21 paul j gillespie incorporated bob novick auto mall mark ronchetti cpa llc and the dental wellness center of vineland make sure you're following us on twitter at underground phi shout out to everybody uh that went on a little follow splurge for us and uh got us to over 2,000 twitter followers means a lot to us helps us continue to grow the brand and here's to 2,000 more and uh Make sure you're checking out our merch, too, at DesignTree, at DSGNTree.com. We just launched two new uh, hit-and-season Charlie Manual-based designs. One's a Throwback Thursday one. One's a Charlie Manual number 41. Go onto Design DesignTree's website, search Underground Sports Philadelphia, and use the promo code DSGN5 for $5 off at checkout. Uh, helps you know, us continue to do what we're doing and helps the brand grow uh with those purchases so anybody that's bought a shirt so far thank you um make sure you're subscribed to us on apple Podcasts and leave those five-star ratings and reviews tell matt get on board with the phillies in your review help him uh get convinced with that final 30 percent and then if you don't have an iphone upgrade your phone or you can follow us on spotify google play soundcloud stitcher wherever you get your podcasts And uh, we will catch you guys again live on Wednesday. So until then, this has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 159. For Matt, I'm Kyle. We're signing off. Peace.